0: Hmm, now where is it? Oh, yeah, this must be it. Hi, Connie. Oh, hi, Lucy. Bible study will be ready to start in a minute. Where is everybody? I don't know. Maybe they heard Whit was out of town for a few days and thought I'd be teaching. I'm sure that isn't true. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm not teaching anyway. Whit thought he'd try something new since he couldn't be here in person. In fact, he was kind of nervous about whether it would work or not. But I guess it doesn't matter much, since we're the only ones here. Well, whether what would work? His new idea. We put it together last week. What's his new idea? The radio. The radio?
1: Oh, hi there. I was just working on one of my inventions here. My name's John Avery Whitaker, but most folks call me Whit. And this is Odyssey. Hey, let's see if this thing works. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Okay, so it needs a little more work. But that's the exciting part, because you never know what you'll discover along the way. Now, don't take my word for it, though. You can find out for yourself when you come along on today's Adventures in Odyssey.
2: Is he ready?
3: The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling.
0: Does
2: she know what she wants out of life?
0: It's been practical application stuff and leaving a stronger
4: stronger believer, really. Do they
3: know where to start? It's more clear to me what my goals and duties are as a Christian, I think. Um, and how I can engage people around me in the discussion about truth and Jesus Christ.
2: The Focus on the Family Institute is a one-semester program that will help your son or daughter define their future and bring focus to their dreams.
0: And it's hard to put into words what you will experience here, but I'll tell you that it will be life-changing.
2: It's allowed me to get a godly perspective versus what the world teaches me. Through, you know, through the media and through other outlets of what a family is supposed to look like. The Focus on the Family Institute, world-class education, and a life-changing experience. You can find more information at focusinstitute.org. That's focusinstitute.org.
0: I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing.
2: One of the things the people of Odyssey enjoy at Wits End is Kids Radio, a small station set up for kids to be entertained and a learn-by. It broadcasts a variety of programs, including a rather unique look at the Bible.
1: End presents KYDS Kids Radio, presenting Adventures, Adventures in the Bible, bringing the Bible to life in your life. Tonight we're going to explore Matthew chapters 21 and 22, where Jesus told a few parables about the... Kingdom of Heaven. In case you've forgotten, let's go to Eugene Meltzner for a brief yet simple definition of parable. Eugene? Thank you, John Avery Whitaker. A parable is a narrative of imagined events used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. And now the English translation by Connie Candle. Connie?
0: A parable is a short, simple story that teaches a lesson.
1: Thanks, Connie. Matthew 21, beginning in verse 23, tells us that Jesus had performed several miracles among the people and afterwards entered the temple courts. While he was teaching there, the chief priests and elders of the people came to him. Tell us, by what authority are you doing these things? They asked. And who gave you this authority?
3: So Jesus replied, I will ask you a question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John the Baptist's baptism, did it come from heaven or from men?
1: The chief priests and elders discussed it among themselves and said, For example, if we answer from heaven, then he'll ask us why we didn't believe John the Baptist. And if we answer from men, then the people will hurt us because they thought John was a prophet. So they finally turned to Jesus and said,
3: We don't don't know.
1: And Jesus said,
3: Then I will not tell you by what authority I am doing what I do.
0: This is calling to Connie, where we cap the questions from callers who care to call. Tonight's burning question, who will get into the kingdom of heaven, based on Matthew 22 and 23? You're on.
4: Uh, hi, Connie. Uh, I don't know what the Bible says, but I think the kingdom of heaven is inside of
0: all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a popular idea, but is it right? Next caller. I think the kingdom of heaven is a product of the reincarnation of previous states of mind, purified through crystals and proper dental hygiene. Oops, <laughs> bad connection. Next caller. Uh, hi, Connie.
1: Uh, if I'm really, really good, then I'll get into the kingdom
0: of heaven. Uh, thanks for calling. And one last call.
1: Maybe if I go to church?
0: Maybe. And, uh, maybe not. Thank you for the calls to call into Connie. Wit, what did those chapters in Matthew really tell us about the kingdom of heaven?
1: Connie, the answer is found in a series of parables Jesus told his listeners there in Matthew 22 and 23. The first parable was about a father and his two children.
0: Donna? Yeah, Dad?
1: I need you to mow the lawn this afternoon, okay?
0: Huh? The lawn? It's not my turn.
3: Well, I don't know whose turn it is. Just do it, okay?
0: it's Jimmy's turn. Why can't he do it?
3: I didn't ask him. I just thought that you could... I did it
0: last week. It's Jimmy's turn.
3: All right, all right. I'll ask Jimmy. Jimmy? Yeah, Dad? Would you please mow the lawn? I understand it's your turn.
0: Uh, Sure, Dad. After the game is over, okay?
3: Sure. Just so it doesn't go too late.
0: Oh, it won't.
3: I have some errands to run. I'll be back in a little while. Jimmy?
0: Hi, Dad. Look, I'm sorry I didn't get the lawn mowed because this great movie came on and I was going to do it as soon as it was over.
3: But the lawn is mowed. I was just coming in to thank you for doing such a good job.
0: Oh. Well, I didn't do it.
3: Then who did? Your mom's at the church this afternoon.
0: Well, I'm sure it wasn't... Donna? Yeah? You mowed the lawn? Uh Uh-huh. Didn't you ask me to? Yes,
3: but you said no. Uh,
0: I changed my mind. Didn't you like it? No,
3: it was a good job, a a very good job. Jesus asked the crowd, which of the two children did what the father wanted?
0: The first!
1: And they were right. Jesus then explained that even the worst sinners would get into heaven ahead of the people who thought they could get in simply because they were good or religious. For John the
3: Baptist came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe. But the tax collectors and the women of bad reputation did. And even after you saw their change,
1: you still did not
3: repent and believe.
1: So you see, it's not a matter of being good or going to church, though those things are important. It's a matter of repenting and believing. Ah! This message wasn't really new to the leaders of Israel, you know. (laughs) For years, God had sent prophets to tell them, but the outcome was always the same, as we see in the next parable Jesus told. And we'll retell that with a slight change of scenery. And now,
4: Young Guns Bonanza in the Big Valley. Our story begins deep in the heart of the Great West on the South Spoon Ranch where its kind-hearted owner, Matt Cartwood, is talking with his sidekick, Westchester.
1: Chester. Well, Wes, the South Spoon Ranch is completed. We have a sprawling mansion... Land, as far as any eye can see, and the most successful trade in cattle and sheep anywhere west of the Mississippi. Uh, You don't have to tell me, Mr. Cartwood. I've been with you from the beginning, splitting logs, pushing soil, herding cattle, and shearing sheep. Yes, sir, sir. (laughs) (laughs) I know it, Wes. But it's time to move on to new pastures where the logs aren't split, the soil isn't pushed, the cattle haven't heard, and the sheep are sure to be unshorn. Somewhere over that next mountain, Wes. I know that look in your eye, Mr. Cartwood. Yes, sir, yes, sir. You've got that itch again. Uh, no, Wes, no. The powder took care of that. Oh. I'm talking about something bigger. You have a rash? Oh, Worse than that, Wes. I want you to get everyone packed. We're moving to California. Matt and Wes packed up their families, got
4: the wagon train ready, and were just about to head into the sunset when Mr.
1: Cartwood, I know I only have a brain the size of molecule on the hind leg of a fee, but shouldn't you entrust someone to take care of the South Spoon Ranch while you're gone? Seems a waste to leave all those split logs, push soil, herded cattle. I've been thinking the same thing, Wes, and that's why I took out an ad in the Big Valley Gazette for some good workers to come in, run the place while we're building new lives and California. Ah, they should be here any moment now.
0: Oh, boy! Oh.
1: Hmm. Maybe this is one of them now. Yes, sir. Hello, Father. Maybe it ain't. It's my beloved son, Jeremy. How goes it, Germs? Fine, Father. Even better if you didn't call me Germs. Well, where you been all day? Saving the lives of some oppressed mine workers, I wouldn't doubt. Well, no, actually, I was over... Well, yet another train robbery on the West Bank Railroad. Not
5: really, I was... Chasing
1: uh... off another renegade band to cattle rustlers. No,
5: I was at the North Fork of the South Spoon waving goodbye to Mom and my dear sisters.
1: Oh, well, they made arrangements for us in
5: town then. Uh-huh. From South Spoon's North Fork, they're going to the Golden Knife Hotel in Pan Creek Gulch, near Kettle
1: Gorge. Mm, they have a nice blue plate special there. Yep, yep, yep. Enough with the catching utensils. As soon as our new tenants get here, we'll join the rest of our dearly parted family.
4: Whoa! Whoa!
1: Whoa! Maybe this is in there now.
0: Hi, we hey, new tenants!
1: Good thing. I'm glad you finally made it. I'm Matt Cartwood, and this is my son, Germs, uh, Jeremy. Hello. And this is Wes, my trusty sidekick. Yes, sir, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir yes.
4: So I'm Headlock Harry, and these are my boys. I'm Trigger Finger Troy.
0: Now, I'm Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie.
1: Signing your names must be a real chore. Wait a minute.
5: Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie is a girl's name. You're a girl. I am not. You are, too. I am not. You are, too. I am
0: not. You are... Have two six shooters that agree with me. Hmm. Any questions? Just one. What's a
5: nice-looking guy like you doing in a place like this? Enough with this jibber-jabber. Are you leasing the place to us or not?
1: Well, I had hoped a few more people would answer the ad. Well, maybe they were busy.
4: Maybe they met with an unfortunate accident along the
1: way.
0: Maybe they were waiting for the man from the cable company to come.
1: Well, let's get the paperwork filled out, and the South Spoon Ranch will be yours to take care of. Oh, we'll take care of it all, right. (laughs) The Cartwood's left for... Hey, Miss! you
4: know. The Cartwoods and Wes left for California where they split logs, pushed soil, herded cattle, and sheared sheep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But all was not well at the
1: South Spoon Ranch. Wes, things are not well at the South Spoon Ranch. So I've heard. Uh, I've sent cables, letters, hallmark cards, and even a picture of me with a rude look on my face. Our tenants won't answer or send me the money they owe us. What should we do? Well... I've already done it. Done what? Sent one of your ranch hands to go get your money. In fact, he should be back any minute now. Oh, hold
4: out.
1: Maybe this is him now, yes, sir. Hello, Father. And maybe it ain't. It's my beloved son, Jeremy. How goes it, germs?
5: Hey, there's son. Father, the messenger West sent to the South Spoon Ranch has returned. And? And our tenants grabbed him, beat him severely, and sent him home empty-handed. Those scoundrels.
1: Hmm. I don't reckon it's ever good policy to trust people who put violent idioms in front of their first names.
5: Well, where's the messenger now? In the ranch house, Father. They're dressing his wounds.
1: Hmm. Must be using ranch house dressing. I think I should go to talk to our tenants, Father. No, no, son, no. Let's send another man. Someone a little bigger, perhaps. Big John McBear should be able to reason with him. So Big John McBear was sent and returned empty-handed well big john you went back to the south spoon ranch spoke to headlock trigger finger and silver saddle slapper what happened they called me names and hit me in the head that does it wes yes e, yes sirree, sir send confrontational conrad he'll persuade him to pay yes siree, sir confrontational conrad was sent to the
4: south spoon ranch and encountered a different fate than the previous messengers
1: See that again, Wes? They killed Confrontational Conrad. I don't understand their behavior, Wes. We signed a contract. We agreed in good faith. We even sang songs around the campfire together. Toasted marshmallows. We had a relationship. What do you reckon we should do, Mr. Cartwood? Send a gang of men. Maybe a collection of gun-toting seasoned cowboys with large biceps and craggy faces will show them that I'm serious about this. Yes, sure, And, Wes, I want you to lead them. Uh, I had a
4: feeling you were going to say that. Wes and the gang went to the South Spoon Ranch, and you can guess what happened.
1: Wes, turn off the TV, will you? Thank you. Watching TV's all there is to do in this here hospital. Never liked soap operas. Wes, you've had time to recover. I think you better tell me what happened. Well, this fella named Rocky from Dakota went into a saloon to meet up with a girl named Gill or Lil, but everyone knew her as Nancy. Oh, not on TV. I meant at the South Spoon Ranch. Well, sir, it was terrible. Hmm. A massacre. They called us names, and pushed us around, and beat us up, and shot at us, and sent the whole gang running. And <gasps> frankly, I don't want to talk about it. I understand. Good. I don't know what's left for me to do. Not a man of violence. I don't believe it ever solves anything. There must be someone I could send to the South Spoon Ranch that they would have to respect. But who? Hello, Father. How are you, Wes. How are you feeling? Just dandy for a man who's been called names, beat up, shot at, and sent running. But I'd rather not talk about it. I understand. Jeremy. Yes, Father. There's something I need you to do.
2: We'll continue our adventure in Odyssey right after this.
4: Imagine traveling through the foundations of Western civilization and encountering the people, places, and events that shaped our world drive through with a vast array of resources available from Family.org. drive through History is a DVD series produced by Focus on the Family, a nonprofit ministry dedicated to nurturing and defending families worldwide. On the open road of life, there's Family.org, with dynamic resources for families at every turn.
1: If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews.
0: I'm researching an article for the Odyssey Times about some interesting people and places around Odyssey.
1: You'll find a bevy I have always wanted to say that word, bevy, of games, activities, and even screensavers that will pique your interest. Uh, uh, To borrow the colloquialism? At witsend.org, you can ask the writers questions, hear from the actors, even submit your own reviews. I thought it was highly imaginative of him to do a production of Oklahoma set in Alaska.
4: If you miss a show, it's a great place to catch up on what's been happening. And,
1: I'll let you in on a little secret, you could be the first on your blog to hear scenes from the next adventure.
2: Stay tuned for scenes from our next Adventures in Odyssey.
1: Just about everything you need to know about Adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today.
2: And now we return to our adventure in Odyssey.
4: Believing that Headlock Harry, Trigger Finger Troy, and Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie would respect his son, Matt Cartwood sent Jeremy to the South Spoon Ranch to collect the overdue rent. Well, Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie, this is working out a whole lot better than I could have planned. We got the South Spoon Ranch, and Matt Cartwood can't do a thing about it.
0: He could send more men, Headlock Harry. <laughs>
4: Yeah, he's probably run out of men by now. Headlock! Oh, Silver Saddle slapper. You'll never guess who just checked into the Golden Knife Hotel. Who? You'll have to guess. Triggerfinger! No, guess again.
0: The Cavalry's 5th Legion Regiment from the Ponderosa Valley?
4: No, but you're getting close. Who, Triggerfinger? Well, if you're gonna get nasty about it, I don't think I'm gonna tell you. Troy! Tell me right now or I'll blab your real name to everyone in town. You wouldn't. Try me. All right. Jeremy Cartwood just checked in. That's who. The son. Perfect.
0: Perfect? But he's the son. We'll have to give him the rent now.
4: Not a chance, Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie. He's Matt Cartwood's heir. If we get rid of him, the South Spoon Ranch could be ours to own. Trigger finger. What? Take a message to Mr. Jeremy Cartwood. Right. See you later. What message, Headlock Harry? Tell him to meet us at the North Fork of South Spoon at high noon. We want to have a little talk at him. With lead.
0: Uh.
4: <laughs> Any questions?
0: Just one. What is your real name, Triggerfinger? I've been a member of this gang for years and I still don't know.
4: Tell her, Troy. Uh, do I have to? Tell her. It's Stubby Fingers Stanley. Oh.
0: Well, that ain't so bad. My real name is Fish Face Francine. <coughs>
4: Stubby Finger Stanley went to... Trigger Finger Troy to you, bub. Trigger Finger I, uh... Troy went to town with the message. Yes? Jeremy Cartwood, uh-huh. I'm Stubber, uh Trigger Finger Troy from the South Spoon Ranch. Yes, I remember you. Have you come with the overdue rent? No, just this. Meet us at the North Fork
5: of the South Spoon at high noon. I'm a man of peace, Trigger Finger. I don't want any trouble. My father has been more than patient. We just want what you agreed to pay us for living on the South Spoon.
4: Don't you worry, boy. Just be at the North Fork at high noon and you'll get what's coming to you.
5: Then I'll be there.
4: High noon at the North Fork of South Spoon.
5: Oh, there, Bethesda. Oh, poor oh, girl. Oh, ah. well, look at this place. Seems like, oh... Twenty minutes ago that I stood on the spot and waved goodbye to my beloved mother and treasured sisters.
4: Cartwood! Jeremy Cartwood!
5: Who is that? I'm here. To whom am I speaking?
4: Headlock Harry. And Trigger Finger Troy. And Silver Saddle Slapper Stephanie.
5: Well, I'm glad you all can make it. Why don't you come this way and we'll settle our accounts.
4: No, so, we'll settle all the accounts, Cartwood. Draw your gun.
5: No, this is no way to settle a dispute.
4: Draw oh, you're gone. I'm count to three. Uh, I won't do it. What?
5: You don't know what you're doing. Jill, yeah. you'll spill in blood.
0: Three. Now oh. Father!
1: Then Jesus turned to the crowd and asked, What will the owner do? He will
3: come and kill those tenants and give the property to others. When the people heard this, they said,
0: No, may just never be.
3: Jesus said to them, Haven't you read the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes.
1: Jesus was quoting Psalm
3: 118, then explained, Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. He who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but whoever it falls on will be crushed. And do you think the chief
1: priests were impressed? Do you think they realized how wrong they had been? Do you imagine that they stopped for a moment, considered repenting, and accepted Jesus as their Savior? The book of Matthew goes on to tell us that when the chief priests and Pharisees heard Jesus' parables, they knew he was talking about them. Then they began to look for a way to arrest him, To have him put to death. Later they did, and in that way the parable Jesus told actually came true. The Apostle John, a close disciple of Jesus, would later write, He was in the world, and though the world was made
3: through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to those who were his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who
4: received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God.
1: I hope you've enjoyed this rather different approach to our usual Bible study time together. Thank you for listening. This is John Avery Whitaker for Adventures in the Bible from KYDS Kids Radio.
0: Well, that's it for our Bible study tonight. Um... Wit wanted me to find out if you liked it or not. What'd you think, Lucy? I liked it. How about the rest of you? (laughs) I'll be sure to tell him.
2: (laughs) Many of the parables Jesus told were saying something very specific to the people of Israel in the first century. But as we learn from Wit today, those parables hold important lessons for us, too. How can we know what those lessons are? Well, first thing you should do before reading the Bible is to pray. Ask God to help you understand what he's written and to show you ways to make it work in your own life. For example, in Matthew 19:19, when Jesus talked about loving your neighbor as yourself, he met not only the person living next door, but everyone you meet, even people you may not like very well. And when you pray for God to help you do that, He'll show you where you can start, like right there in your own home, by loving your brother or sister or parents. That's why the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, warning, correcting, and training in righteousness, so the man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. Why don't you pick up your Bible to see what God has to say to you right now? And that wraps up our adventure in Odyssey. If you ever want to write to us, remember our address is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. In Canada, write to Box 9800, Vancouver, BC, V6B4G3. And while you're at it, you may want to ask how you can get your very own cassette copy of today's adventure. It's called Over the Airwaves. The address once again is Odyssey, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80995. Adventures in Odyssey is a production of Focus on the Family. Our program was written by Paul McCusker and directed by Phil Lawler. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold. And Chuck Boelke was our executive producer. And I'm Chris, inviting you to join us again for another Adventure in Odyssey.